11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Rashawn Daly. Rashawn, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, let's just go back in time. Uh, what was your first memory of, of playing soccer? My first memory of playing soccer was when I was in Jamaica, and um, my dad picked up me and my brother and brought me to the soccer field with him. It was real early in the morning, probably around 7 a.m., where they play like morning ball, they call it. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being on the side, kicking the ball around with my brother. And, you know, it was like my first time going to the soccer field with my dad. So that was just like exciting watching him play as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I know um, you were born in Connecticut. So when did, did you move to Jamaica and then move back? Well, no, I was actually born in Jamaica, and then I moved to Connecticut when I was 10 years old, and then basically grew up in Connecticut and went to school in Connecticut as well after that. Gotcha, gotcha. The Wikipedia page is wrong. We gotta gotta tell them what's up. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they gotta gotta check that out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I'm sure you saw my number, so I'm from Connecticut too, so I was pumped to do this one. so how I my question is like how how did your family uh pick like Connecticut to move to? Uh when my dad originally moved over before I was even born, he had cousins in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So that just made it a lot easier for him to, you know, get settled and mm-hmm. be here with people who he's familiar with and so forth. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. Um now going into uh your youth career in, in high school, um just like what was that like in in high school and then like when did you when did you start realizing like you were like really good um i felt like ever since i was a like a kid when i first moved to america around 10 years old i realized i was good because one i just started getting into all these soccer programs like my rec team then my travel team and each time i went i always noticed i was one of the better players and then as a had a strong love for the game and would play on my own all the time. After school, I'll go outside and juggle, etc. And then, yeah, playing in high school, I played at Bloomfield High School in Connecticut, which is a public school um, in the town I grew up in. Uh, my sophomore year, we won the championship for the school in the first time over 70 years, mm-hmm. which was pretty exciting. I still think about those days sometimes now. And then for my last two years of high school, my junior year and senior year, 
I went to a private school named Watkinson School where I spent the next two years until moving on to college. <laughs> gotcha. And then, yeah, what was your recruiting process like to college? Um, It was... <sighs> It was pretty straightforward, you know. I was the first one in my family really going going off to college and things like that. So it was brand new in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I had a bunch of school from Connecticut that were interested. And from early on in my recruiting process, I committed to Quinnipiac University that I ended up going to. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made things a lot simpler once I started going out to tournaments and getting looks from these bigger schools and mm-hmm. and things like that. It was already, you know, set in stone that I'm committed here. So yeah. that kind of yeah made things straightforward. So so you're you're a loyal one. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> which I mean I'm happy I stayed now. It all yeah. worked out the way I wanted it to and, you know, like my memories from that school, coaches, teammates mm-hmm. and everything, I wouldn't change anything now. Yeah, for sure. So I went to I went to Sacred Heart. So I gotta ask, did they recruit you? Uh, no, they actually didn't. Oh um, man, <laughs> no, Sacred Heart and UConn was the two Connecticut Connecticut schools that didn't recruit me. Dang, I'm I'm gonna write them a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now just like just tell me what uh what were your, what was your experience like at Quinnipiac, like on and off the field? Uh, it was great. You know, starting with soccer when I went in. My freshman year, you know, everyone made me feel welcome. Uh, the coaches as well. I knew the coaches before I went to Quinnipiac because I played with them in club soccer. Mm-hmm. So that made my transition a lot easier. And then off the field, you know, I felt like just, especially when I went to Watkinson for high school, that really prepared me with you know, just like balancing my schoolwork, my social life, and soccer. So, um, in all aspects, you know, those good memories. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, what about like, was there a moment in college where like you you knew you could go pro? So after my freshman year, uh, we had a losing season. That season was tough, mm-hmm. and the following summer, I went to the. Uh, U20 Jamaica national team camp mm-hmm. and you know like sizing up myself with some of these international players and stuff like that is when I really started getting the confidence like I can do this you know so I remember coming back after that summer and you know I just came back with a lot of confidence um, I was working hard all summer and I'll say around then in college is when I felt like I can really make a push to become a professional. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, 2019 was, was the MLS draft. What was, what was your draft day experience like? Uh, it was crazy. They had the first two rounds on a Friday, <laughs> which was January 12th. And then the third and fourth round was on the 14th, which is my birthday. So I remember, you know, like, and like crazy story, I wrote in a book that I was going to be drafted on my 22nd birthday. So that already had me like anticipating it. And then once the draft actually fell on my birthday, I remember um, refreshing the page with all my family. And my name was the first one to pop up right there on my birthday. So that was 
one to remember, you know, on the best yeah. birthday I could ask for. Wait, that's crazy. Wait, what do you mean you wrote it down that you were going to get drafted on your birthday? So, <laughs> so my, I remember my freshman year of college, the draft was on my birthday, and mm-hmm. I looked up, like, the dates before that, and, you know, like, the dates to come, and I noticed that it always fell around, like, January 10th, January 13th, the 14th that one year. So it was my junior year. I was sitting in my room watching the draft, you know, and I see all these guys going up, you know, getting drafted or whatever, and their dreams coming true, which was very inspirational for me. So I was just like, I don't know what flew into me, but I wrote in my journal that I will be drafted on my 22nd birthday. That's the MLS. And then the fact that the next year, I still have that book with me right now. The next year, it came back around, and I was drafted dead on that day. That That's crazy. Speak it into existence. Right. And then, yeah, just uh, tell me, what like what what was your first MLS game like? Were you nervous? Um, First MLS game was against LA Galaxy, and... I was playing against Zlatan, so that was pretty big. That's mm-hmm. a player I've always watched since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like grew up watching him, especially as a forward. I watched him a lot, so that was exciting. And I wouldn't really say nervous, but there was definitely, you know, like like the nerves are definitely open. But once the game kicked off, it was um, it was just. I don't want to say it's just like another soccer game because I'd be lying. It was definitely like a proud moment, you mm-hmm. know, a moment you wanted to prove, um, prove yourself, and everything like that. So in all, it was a great experience that I remember right now. But yeah, what uh, what would you say was like the transition, like going from college to the pros, like the game? Uh, that transition was. I wouldn't say it was an easy transition, but I had people in my corner who mm-hmm. helped me that transition easy. Yeah. But I just started to view the game in different ways because, you know, now that you're a pro, it's your job. Yeah. Uh, there's different pressures that come with it versus when you're in college, you're just kind of with your friends playing and doing what you love. So for me, the transition, once I became a pro, was how to make sure that I, that I still keep that love for the game to just be able to go out there and play football and let everything else fall into place. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. And then uh, could you tell me, could you describe how your first goal was in the MLS? Oh, yeah. So we were playing against uh, Houston. This was our third game. I remember the game before that, I hit the crossbar versus Minnesota. And I remember, you know, coming on the left side, I held up the ball, passed it into the middle to uh, Frankie, who ran onto it, and then passed it to Machu Deplan. And there's just like a bunch of cluster that happened on top of the box. He won back the ball and slid me through. And I, like, as I was falling, I, like, hit it into the right top corner. 
And then I just remember after that, it was probably like 30,000 people in the stands and everybody like flew out of their seats um, and just ran to the corner and celebrated with my teammates. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I know you've been um, with the MLS and then the USL. Uh, and this year you're playing for Memphis uh, 901, correct? Yes. Um, so what, what are your uh, goals for this season? Um, my goals for this season is to just continue to develop as a professional. You know, I want to help my team win and go to the playoffs and possibly, you know, go for a long run in the playoffs mm-hmm. as well for a championship. So for me, that's the that's the goal this season is to just, one, be winning and help my team as much as I can with that going into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know you mentioned it before about playing for the national team. Uh, what does it mean to you to just uh, wear the Jamaican jersey? Uh, that meant a lot to me because, you know, I was born in Jamaica. I'm very proud of that. Um, it's always been a dream of mine ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And also my dad, he played um, in the professional league in Jamaica. And when he got the opportunity to go into the national team, that's also when he had the opportunity to come to America. And, you know, he gave up on his dream to come to America so he can provide a better life for, you know, himself, Mm -hmm. me, my brothers and everything. So to be able to live that dream out for him as well uh, means everything to me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like a full, full circle moment. Right. Um, are you ready for the five Quincy questions? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, what's the most important skill or quality that you feel has made you successful as a pro player? Um, my ability to continue to push myself, even in situations where you don't always see the light at the end of the tunnel, but just my ability to constantly remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing and to continue to push through that. Definitely. Uh, what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making? Biggest mistake pro players are making? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, biggest mistake pro players are making, I'd say, you know, if they're taking moments for granted. Mm-hmm. Um. It's easy to get into a routine um, and just, you know, just go through the motions day in and day out and forgetting about that kid inside of you who wanted to be in that situation. So I feel like the biggest mistake you can make is taking any moment that you're out here getting a chance to live out your dreams for granted. Yeah, for sure. Um, What advice would you give a young player trying to make a pro league? My advice to a young player would be, you know, just continue to work hard. And the most important thing is to believe in yourself, believe in your skills, your qualities, and just yourself as a human being. Because no one, I know it's cliche, but, you know, why would someone believe in you if you don't believe in yourself type of thing? No, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, these next two could be soccer related or, or life related. Uh, okay. what, what is, what is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? 
most thing people think is true that I believe isn't. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I told you the qu- the Quincy <laughs> questions make you think. Yeah, these Quincy <laughs> questions definitely makes you think. Um, I I don't know the the Earth is round and <laughs> I think it's flat. <laughs> All right, I like that. Um, what is uh something you would move forward with? If you weren't scared of what would happen if things didn't go well? Um, at this moment in time in my life, I would say I would say nothing. Um, I feel like, you know, like the major things that I have right now that I want, mm-hmm. you know, to be doing, um, I'm doing it and I'm all in. You know, I have a lot of faith. I pray. And, you know, I I hope that it works out in the end. But if not, I know that I would, you know, like learn something from it or whatever else I have to move on to. But nothing at this point in time. All right. I like that. Actually, I'm going to give you one bonus Quincy question. I haven't asked it yet. It was It's just been on here. Uh, what, what do you do to prepare when you're unprepared? Oh, <laughs> What do you do to prepare when you're unprepared? I mean, you just have to go back into, like, I don't know, just go back into your bags. Yeah. I guess there's a way to speak, you know, just go back into your experience. And, you know, that part what I said about believing in yourself. So whatever it is that's being thrown at you, if you're not prepared for that, I guess you just have to dig inside and see the things that you have done that's similar to this situation where you can maneuver and go from there. Yeah, definitely. Are you ready for some lighter questions or some fun questions? Okay. <laughs> um, who would you want to do a, a jersey exchange with that you haven't done yet? Uh, current player or? We'll, we, could, we could do one current player and one like uh, legendary player. Okay, um, legendary player, I'd say Thierry Henry, right. and current player Rashford. All right, that's dope. Uh, what do you What do you like to do in your free time when you're not playing soccer? Um, I like to uh, hang out with friends, read, listen to music, and spend time with my family. Uh, what's your What's your favorite food? Curry chicken and white rice but only when my mom makes it though i go to a <laughs> restaurant and it's too spicy but mommy knows how to make it just right for me <laughs> all right i like that uh what about what, what's your favorite song right now favorite song right now um oh that's tough my favorite song right now would probably be let's see let me go into my high music Favorite song right now, I'll say Polo G, Beautiful Pain. Alright. Alright, last one. Uh what's something people don't know about you? Um something people don't know about me is I mean, I don't know, I don't really have much secrets. They don't know <laughs> that I don't know. I don't know for that one. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where to follow you on social media? Uh, yes, you can follow me at Instagram at the real ruler, and on Twitter at Rula Junior, or Facebook Rashawn Daly.
All right, again, appreciate it, and uh, best of luck this season. Okay, thank you, Paul. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.